0: Hey, just a heads up, today's episode contains descriptions of gun violence and some disturbing audio, so please take care while listening. All right, here's the show. 2023 has been a year defined by mass shootings. In fact, as I write this, there have been more mass shootings than days of the year. Think about that for a second. But what I want to focus on today is the aftermath of a shooting that happened in 2022. We have some breaking news out of Texas for you now. Police on the scene of a deadly shooting at an elementary school in Texas. This Wednesday marks exactly one year since 19 young children and two teachers were killed in a pair of classrooms at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. For countless family members and the Uvalde community, it's been a year of grief and a year of outrage. They should have moved in. I don't think they had a right to sit there on their ass wait.
1: Why was this decision made not to go in and rescue these children?
0: Again, you know, the on-scene commander considered a barricaded subject. Perhaps no reporter has done more digging into this story over the past year than my guests this week. CNN senior crime and justice correspondent Shimon Procupes. He and his team got access to the case file from the shooting, which includes unreleased body camera footage. Today, why a group of survivors' mothers asked Shimon to see that footage, and why he showed them. From CNN, this is one thing. I'm David Ryan. Simone, what do we know about what happened at Robb Elementary that day? Well, so during the course
1: of our reporting, we, we learned through several sources that there's actually a lot of information that the Texas Rangers and the Department of Public Safety and Border Patrol investigators and Uvalde Police and all different law enforcement agencies that were involved in this and the FBI essentially built out a case file of just an enormous amount of information and that information contained a lot of key elements and through sources we were able to get most of um, this information and that's how we've been able to sort of unravel the truth and figure out exactly what happened inside that classroom what the police exactly did through body camera footage that has never been released, 911 calls, radio communications, phone calls that leading law enforcement officials were having amongst each other. All of that we were able to obtain despite the fact that these officials have not released any of this
0: information. And the families in Uvalde have not seen any of this They've not seen
1: any of it. They have not heard any of it. They've not read any of it. They've not been given the opportunity to come in and look at body camera footage, to listen to 911 calls, to listen hmm. to other phone calls. It is only because of us that they've been able to do that. What are you going to do with all the kids? Where are they going to be? Well, we're going to have the dads take them. Okay. To, you are know, to take them to Walmart. Or- okay, fine. Just understand how brutal some of this is. I'll be ready, Shemar. I think we all are. going to run all this by our folks so a couple of things happened when we're in uvalde working on our one year story where have where are we today a year later one of the mothers calls me uh, cassandra chavez she's aj's mother her son was shot in the leg and she asked me she basically didn't even ask she told me that a small group of mothers wanted to see body camera footage of the officers rescuing their kids.
0: And why did they want to see this video? Because I imagine it's it's absolutely horrifying and traumatic.
1: Yeah, I was taken aback by that. I never would think that a parent would want to see their child in the worst moment of their young 10-year life. Why do you feel it's important for you to see this? My daughter sat through it. Just as a mom, I feel like I should, like, I want to see everything that hurt my baby. But the mothers explained to me that they were trying to get answers. They they had questions that no one was responding to, no one was answering. I think the reason we want to watch it is because
0: when Mia explains it to us, we want to put, you know, the story together, see
1: They know some things from what their kids tell them, but the thing for them is that some of what the kids remember, some of their recollection is not necessarily accurate because of the trauma and and remembering things. It's so chaotic. I don't know if all of you want to watch this video or not. I don't know where folks stand that. I know Cassandra does. I don't know how the rest of you feel, but... I do. You do or you don't? I do. You do, okay. We don't normally do stuff like this, so that's why part of it. So, like, um, in this process, of course, like, we kind of need to explain to you guys um, why we're doing it, why you want to do it, and then kind of like why we agreed to do it. So, when we go to show the moms, the group of moms, the video of their kids, you know, for us, it, it put us in a very difficult position. Um, so it's not just, something that
0: that's normally done.
1: I mean, I've never done it before. You know, I've never had to, I, I mean, I've not ever experienced anything like this, and I don't think, I don't know of anyone that has. Um, you know, you, as a journalist, you occasionally you stumble on t- upon things that you perhaps get, but never have I felt that I've needed to be in a position where I was providing some kind of, I don't know, sort of something that law enforcement should be doing. In some way, for them, it provided answers, but some kind of closure, I guess, and healing. That's what one of the mothers told me. She said that she found it to be healing because her daughter nearly died she's one she's been shot several times luckily rescued put on this school bus but she was passing out and you can hear her on the bus passing out and the police telling her stay awake stay awake can
0: you carry her in, okay. hey, 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 hey. Wake, wake up wake up, up.
1: What about, for for you, do you think, does it answer any questions? Yes, it does, knowing that my daughter was passing out. Do you think it will will help you with trying to heal? Heal, yes, it will. And there were moments in that that the mother told me, by watching that, it answered questions. She Hmm. did not know that her daughter was passing out during that time period.
0: Didn't know. All, the, all this time later. Correct. Wow. Get <laughs> oh, okay. that Kendall? Yep. There's, Kendall.
1: There's just a couple of remarkable moments as the mothers sit there together, crying, um, frustrated, at one point angry, and then the, one of the dads is there as well. Um, and he is watching, and then he gets really frustrated because he sees the police just standing around. Hey, is she... What are they still standing around for? Let's go! Move! 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 move. I got you. And he has this moment where he just gets really angry, and he starts yelling, and he gets up. And then he goes outside, and he just continues. Every cop that was there needs to turn their badge in. Every cop in your body needs to turn their badge in. You can hear him just yelling about how he wants all the police officers to be fired.
0: And to that point, we're almost a year later now. Have there been any consequences no, I, for any of the law enforcement responders?
1: No. So the school police chief, Pete Arradondo, was forced to resign. That happened last year, a couple of months after this. He's fighting to sort of clear his name, not necessarily get his job back, but clear his name so he doesn't have some kind of bad standing uh, mm-hmm. as a police officer.
0: I understand that, and, you have and, an and opportunity we're going, oh, and sure, and we're, to explain yourself to the parents. And just so you know, we're going we're gonna to do that eventually, obviously. When?
1: one of the big things with him, uh, in the very early days, the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety labeled him the incident commander and said that he should have made better decisions and he should have told the officers to go in. Pete Arredondo has denied that he was the incident commander. And he also basically has defended his actions and said, He did everything he could that day. Others have resigned, retired, a DPS sergeant retired, Department of Public Safety, another one's in the fighting it. But the only other person of any meaning who was a a really a leading law enforcement official that day was the acting chief of the local police department, the Uvalde Police Department. He was suspended and then ultimately only because of our reporting was forced, forced to resign.
0: I think we've only been called
1: once or twice to the DA's office at the beginning, and now we haven't been told nothing. The answers that you want, you're not getting from authorities. We're not getting it from nobody. The district attorney there is a key person. According to everyone we talk to, and on the record, off the record, everyone says that the the reason why a lot of the information is not coming out is because of her. And her reasons for not releasing information is because there's still an ongoing investigation and she could potentially bring criminal charges. But we're now a year later and she's still using those same excuses for not releasing any information. She's barely shared any information with the families.
0: Hmm. And so for the kids that survive this shooting and have to go back to school and, and live their life and live with this this injuries and the memories of this horrible event. I know you've been following their progress. What is life like for them day to day?
1: It's tough. One of the uh, young girls, one of the kids that we profile is Chloe Torres. And Chloe was the one of the 911 callers. She has a very hard time sleeping at night, so she tends to sleep during the day. And mom talks about her PTSD. I wish I could, you know, switch places with her and, you know, go through it and for her, so she didn't have to. But Jaden is another kid who we talked to, and I've really followed through the year. Like if I hear something bad, I can I can just put my headphones on so I
0: won't
1: have to hear it. He wears headphones. He keeps headphones on his head because he likes to block out noise. Remember, they were in that room, and they all have that memory of that noise and that sound and how loud it was. And how's your leg? Well, I just got bad news. You got bad news? Yeah. What did the doctor say? That uh,
0: my leg will never be the same again
1: and one of the other kids aj who was shot um you know he has a disability now his his leg because of the injury he can't really run he can't do the things that a normal kid would be able to do but what's really interesting is a lot of the kids they don't and maybe understandably they don't like to talk about that day i've been around them when they're together and it's really remarkable to see them Because it is when they are together that they are maybe whole, that maybe they feel Mm. like they could be kids again because they all share this bond and this kind of, I think, what they deem as a secret. Hmm. They know what they saw. But there are things that I don't know that we will ever get to know. I don't know that they will ever speak about the horrific things that they saw and heard. And witnessed at such a young age that they will carry in their brains for the rest of their lives you know she she can't walk into a restaurant or any kind of building without counting every exit of the door she counts exits yes if we go to mcdonald's she sits closest to the door that she can and do you think it's because she's trying to figure out if this happens again, how am I going to get yes, out of here? I know for sure that's what it is. She's told you that? She's told me that. She says, if something happens, i got to make sure I'm, I'm in a, a place where I can either get out or, or hide or duck down. Because the police is going to take a long time to get here. And that's the key, I think, that people don't understand. And when they... The few people who defend law enforcement and their actions that day, every extra minute, every extra second that these kids had to be in that room is an extra second of trauma, is an extra minute of trauma that they were experiencing. It's just unspeakable trauma that they have had to suffer because of the failures of law enforcement.
0: Right, and that just speaks to why these families want The world to see what their children went through. Much more of this reporting tonight on The Whole Story with Anderson Cooper at 8 p.m. Eastern on CNN. Shimon, thank you for staying on this. Thank you. One Thing is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz, Aaron Mathewson, and me, David Rind. Matt Dempsey is our production manager. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. And Steve Liktai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Special thanks this week to Matt Friedman and Will Simon. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Sunday. Talk to you then.